WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of our new show, Dinner Party, with Chef Amy Sins. So I'm Chef Amy Sins, and I am so glad to have in the studio, in our mobile studio with me, Dan Robert with Louisiana Craft Butchers. How are you doing, Dan? Oh, I'm doing good, Amy. It's been a while since I've seen you. Doing really good. Well, I was so excited because I, I, you know, for everybody out there, I met just like, I swear, half the guests I get on my show. I stalked them on Facebook till they would be my friend, (laughs) (laughs) but I followed Dan on Facebook and I still do. And I saw that you won like grand champion Andouille and the best Andouille in the whole country. Yes, we did. And it was last Saturday. Um, the American Association of Meat Processors, uh, I've been a member of for many, many years. Uh, we were having our 82nd convention, and that was in Oklahoma City. Well, along with the convention, you have the American Cured Meat and Sausage Championships. Now, these are not amateur competitions, these are professional competitions. You have to be a member of AMP, and you have to be own a plant or be involved in a a meat processing plant. Now your judges, um, they all come from the different universities, Iowa State, K-State, Nebraska, A&M, Missouri, this and that, and they're food scientists, what they are, meat scientists. And then sometimes they'll have industry representatives that, that are on the top of their game and some processors that have won, you know, big amounts, um, um, in judging, so with there were 28 different categories, and uh, the the uh, category of on doing, um, I forgot how many entries they were, maybe 40, 45 entries, and this and that, and we won grand champion out of it. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was really happy with that. So we're uh, um, 2021 national grand champion on doing. Well, I love it, and I mean. Honestly, if Louisiana hadn't won the Andouille Grand Champion, I'd have thought something was wrong, right? <laughs> the man that won second place out of Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Awesome. Good friend of mine. Too. Well, you know, we I think we take Andouille for granted a oh, little yes. bit. We get it at the grocery. We throw it in just about everything we cook. But we don't think about what it takes to make a good, make a Andouille. good Andouille. And what makes it right. so different than all the other 44 that were in sure, the competition. Sure, sure. You want me to tell you a little history about on Yeah, I do. Y'all gonna get a history lesson on on doing. Uh, on doing, um, and we have to look in the region, and I know people, I may get phone call about this or whatever, but for the most part in history, the river road from Baton Rouge to New Orleans, where the plantation country was in there, that's where a hotbed of your own doing. That was a hotbed for it. Still is today, in fact. Um, you know, whereas you go to uh, Lafayette or Ville Platte or something, on doing is popular, but not near as popular as, say, Boudin or, or Graton, you know, Cracklins or something like that. So it's kind of a regional thing. But going way, way back, um, the first on doing uh, that was kind of made was called an ondulette. Okay, 
I don't know of anybody that makes that anymore. Uh, there, there may be one guy in uh, Paul Faulkner and Bill Platt. He may make it. Um, I'll make it once a year for just demonstration, and that's enough for me. <laughs> what it tough. is, <laughs> well, what it is, it is a gut in a gut, and 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 I know that sounds awful, but it is chitlins and it is stomachs, you know this and that, highly seasoned, and they shoved into another intestine, and then really smoked heavy 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 and it just goes to show you and that sounds awful isn't it you know but they didn't waste anything at the old time boucheries back then nothing was wasted at all i mean that's just the way it is and so you know on do evolved uh, from you know back then where it is where it is now and what makes on do a little bit different is the uh, texture or the uh, the grind we call it um, the, it's very, very coarse ground. Um, the old Ondoy makers used to cut it by hand. They would just almost like stew meat. And you would have those like big hunks of right, it. Right. And, uh, I grind, I do a very coarse grind on that too, but, uh, um, and then, um, highly seasoned, but the, the way it smoked, the old people, the way the old, uh, used to be you know we raised a lot of sugar down here sugar cane and the bagasse that you know when the, when you grind the cane what's left over the stuff you know the, the pulp and this and that that's called bagasse that's what they used to smoke with that and pecan pecan wood and i'm gonna tell you this it would come out absolutely solid black you know and be very very a way too smoky for me i couldn't eat it you know but you have to understand, andouille is a seasoning sausage. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, andouille that was made in the early 80s, even as far as that goes back, it's, it was probably twice as much seasoning in it back then as it is now. Because, and why do you need such a heavy smoke? Because one stick of andouille would season a whole gumbo or it's season a whole jambalaya whatever the only, the only thing you'd have to put in would be salt salad and finish it up see so um and 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 it's kind of evolved today it's kind of cut down you know you chefs have really done got very creative with on doing you know uh, do things that i've never seen before but it doesn't matter as long as you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you do whatever you do with it and also too the the original on doing um um, you know, different ones uh, uh, in Laplace. That's kind of the hotbed of on Dewey. And you have uh, uh, Wayne Jacobs there. You got Jacobs, Bailey's. There's there's several different ones in the, in that area that uh, that uh, produce on Dewey. But that that right there, there that's the the spot where it's at Laplace. And most all of those guys in that area still stuff in a natural beef casing. We call a beef middle. And it's about as big around as maybe a can of biscuits. Okay. 50, 55 millimeters, what you do. Um, you don't see that. Uh, you have to go to a country market or to that area. You would not see that in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. uh, the only one that I know that's making a traditional on doing uh, and sold at the grocery store would be the best stop. Mm -hmm. And they just went under federal inspection not long ago. And uh, they, they're a good crowd. I know them quite well, you know. 
and they do make a traditional andouille that's in a, uh, um, a beef mill. And, but uh, I make it both ways. I make it in a pork casing, a larger pork casing, and a beef mill. Because if you use a beef mill, you have to remove the casing for you. So, you know, I, I'm like a huge fan of all things like, you know, meats and sausages and charcuterie. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll try just about anything that ain't going to eat me first. Right. And when I went to France, my uh, guide that I was having uh, dinner with was like, no, no, don't order that andouille. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like it. And I was like, oh, no, I love, you know, I yeah. love sausages. Give me a little, you know, some hot mustard and we're going to be mm-hmm. good. Oh, boy. That was the that was the first dish yes. that ever beat me. <laughs> That's you know when I do a on do a class, you know I teach a lot of meats classes, and and when, every time I do an on do a class, you know I'll do an on do you know with the gut and the gut, and I tell people, you know, you're welcome to it. You can have, take it home with you. You know, I've never had any takers. You know, it's <laughs> down the table, I'll throw it away. You know, but, uh, yeah, it it was not my favorite, but you know, I know doing what you do. Uh, we're just talking about andouille right now, but you have a whole career as a meat scientist and you know, learning about all these different products that are all over the world. And I, you know, I think sometimes we forget that it goes beyond you know, hot sausage and bologna and hot dogs, right? Yeah, and right. that right. there are so many different things depending upon what country you travel right. to. Right. You're exactly right. You know, um, it, it uh, um, how I've learned uh, my my uh, uh, my uh, career. And by the way, when last Saturday when we I won that we won that award, that happened to be my birthday. That oh well, happy birthday! So, you know, and I made fifty-seven <laughs> years, fifty-seven years old, and I look good too, though. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that is. 52 years I've been in the meat industry. Well, somebody told me, they said, well, well what'd you do, start when you're five years old? And I said, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, I was raised in a, a, a family-owned meat processing plant. We had a, two plants. We had a hog plant where we slaughtered processed hogs, and we had a beef plant where we slaughtered cattle and uh, processed and this and that. And I was in that, I'm fourth generation doing that. And, you know, after, you know, raised up in that business and, uh, you know, graduated high school. I went to LSU, um, uh, got a degree in food science, you know. Then I went to University of Missouri, Columbia, to grad school up there and in the Master's of Meat Science. And then when I left there, um, I had went to work for IBP, which was Iowa Beef Processors in Dakota City, Nebraska. IBP was the largest beef packer in the world at that time. They were slaughtering about all their plants together around 65,000 a week. So I was up there and I was uh, in their harvesting department. Uh, We can't say slaughter anymore, it sounds too rough. And I was a trainee for a a supervisor trainee, or, or superintendent trainee, I'm sorry. I was up there about a year and we were running 7,000 head of cattle a day through that plant, two shifts. And I said, you know something, this ain't going to be for me. There ain't no way I'm going to get back to Louisiana, you know, this and that. So I, 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 I quit them on good terms, went back to the university, and I was running the meat lab at the university. 
Then the USDA hired me immediately, uh, FSIS, Food Safety Inspection Service, Meat and Poultry Inspection, and sent me to California. Well, I was out there two years for training. Then I come back to Louisiana. I worked for them around seven years, and then I got promoted into meat grading and certification branch with the USDA, which they're two different branches, you know. Now the meat grading and certification, that's the prime choice select. We are the ones that grade the carcasses, you know, beef, uh, lamb, and veal. And then certification work for uh, school lunch programs with the USDA. Um, and I was with them for total federal service 25 years. That's awesome. No. I imagine you got to do some traveling oh, and yes. go, you know, around the country and mm -hmm. the world mm -hmm. and learn about this. What's it like when a good old country boy from South Louisiana shows up in, I don't know, Germany or yeah. somewhere? And well, we never got, I never got that far. <laughs> but, um, when I did, when I did retire with the government, I, it, it, they sent me a, it looked like a phone book, you know, they sent me. I have been in, in 750 federal plants in the Navy. All over the country. One time or the other. A lot of them get, you were forgotten. I may have just went in there five minutes to sign an export certificate or something like that. A lot of them are closed now, this and that. But anywhere you go, you learn something. And I'm going to tell you something. If you want to learn about people, their culture, look at their food first. Their food is going to tell half the story about all of them, or maybe more. You know, I think it's more down here because you cannot have a conversation in Louisiana in, for 10 minutes what food is not mentioned. It, it can't be done, you know. And if it is, they ain't from here, you know, they're not from somewhere else. But uh, everywhere you go, you learn a little something and... Uh, you know, but I, I will have to say, everybody had a mentor. Everybody had they, the individual that pretty much showed me all about cured meats and sausage was a man. His name is Ed Woods in Bowling Green, Missouri, and that's Northeast Missouri. I met him when I was in uh, school up there at Mizzou, and as he had graduated there, but they owned a plant in Bowling Green, and me and him got connected, uh, uh, you know, back in the early 80s, and we've been friends ever since. Ed has won more Grand Champion Awards with AMP, American Association of Meat Processors, than anybody in the country combined. You know, he's, uh, I think, 800 or whatever wow. he's won. So, but he's like a father to me. I mean, him, him and Miss Regina, they sold their plant last year and they're retired and this and that, but, uh, Ed was at the convention this weekend. He was one of the judges, in fact. He judged the bacon. He didn't judge you on doing that. You didn't have him in your pocket for that one. Uh, Dr. Olson uh, out of Texas A&M University judged on doing it. You know, I think it's really interesting because uh, what you said about you learn about the people from their food. And, you know, we're lucky here in South Louisiana we have such great food. And I think we kind of pick on other places a little. And oh, we're yeah. like, ours is so much better. Um, but you realize, I mean, the places you're talking, you know, the heartland of America, they they have great food. It's just oh, absolutely. there. Absolutely. I mean, we've got good sausage makers here. The Midwest, there's very good sausage makers, but I, I'm going to tell you something, bad as I hate to say, 
you you got to get up north, you know, them, 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 them Wisconsin and Minnesota <laughs> and Iowa and all them boys up there, they're good. Trust me, they are really good. But that there's your German influence and mm-hmm. your uh, different cultures like that. And, uh, um, you know, I've got a very good friend of mine, Stefan Naumann. He works for Riser Corporation. He's a German master butcher. And that's a whole story in itself. Maybe sometime you can interview him. Yeah. That's, that right there is, to be a German master butcher, you, you uh, it's a, uh, like a uh, journeyman's. It takes several years to do it, but I'll let him tell you that story sometime. Yeah. But, you know, those type of people, when we talk on the phone or if we're emailing one another and this and that, an old sausage maker, that's all you're going to talk about. I mean, you ain't got to talk about nothing else. You know, you're talking about, you know, I'm worried about hog casings, you know, how much they went up to, say, or, you know, $2. You're not, you're not talking about making the gumbo with no, it. No, 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 no. But that all comes with it. That comes with it. Well, you know, I, I, um, you know, think back of how excited I get when I go somewhere and they have like a whole charcuterie platter and I get to taste different things. And sometimes I'm like, Hmm, that was really good. And sometimes you can just tell it's a little off. Is there anything that you've eaten in life that you go, this is the best thing I ever ate, no matter what it is, but this is the worst thing I ever ate. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what it is. Um, can't tell you the man's plant that I ate it at, but you know, they, those the, the northern people, they love their bratwurst. I mean, they eat as much bratwurst as we do boudin down here. And I mean, they're serious about it. And they've got every flavor you could imagine. But the worst I ever had, and they get, he said, here, eat this real bad. And it was a gummy bear bratwurst. Like, with them little gummy with, bears. With the little candies yeah. in it? <laughs> That was, the most, that was the most awful thing I've ever. Okay. You know. Well, so this cracks me <laughs> up because I just saw an article, and I want to say it was Wyoming, and I, all I could say was, Amy, just say bless your heart and walk away. Don't respond because they put fruity pebbles on a fried shrimp pub boy. So maybe there's some kind of no, thing. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> That just don't sound right to me. Maybe he was drinking that day. <laughs> Who knows? Man? Maybe you're drunk, you know. But uh, no, the gummy bear bratwurst. Uh, uh, he told me, he said, how you like that? And I said, I was chewing on it. And as soon as he turned his back, I spit it in the trash. I said, that's good, man. So you want nothing? I said, no, sir. I'm watching my way right here. You know, gee whiz, man. never again. <laughs> well, I know um, I, I got some stuff from y'all for a client event, mm-hmm. and people went crazy. They loved the um, jalapeno and mm-hmm. cheese summer sausages summer sauce. that you were making. And the uh, you got, I remember that, uh, and I made the uh, Hoschmacher Lieberwurst. Oh, that was so good. Now, and now that thing, you know, it's about eight inches long, the spelling of it. Uh, Hoschmacher Lieberwurst. <laughs> And which is made, it, it's house-made liver, uh, liverwurst is what it is. Uh, but I do it, uh, I put a few things in it. It, it's, it, it doesn't even taste like a liverwurst. Though. It was it, delicious. It's a pate, it was like pate. a pate. And people were like, can I have the jar so yeah. I can like That's get my piece of bread in it? That's the only that I put in a jar. <laughs> and it has to be steam-cooked and all this and that. But uh, it is a really, really good product. 
and uh, Stefan Naumann, uh, my German master butcher friend, taught me how to make it. You know, so you you learn from all these different people. You never quit learning, ever, ever quit learning. You know? And you know, I, I love that because I too am a lifetime learner. I feel like every part of our life, um, you know, we need to learn. What advice do you have? for people out there who are um, wanting to try and taste new things? where is, is it like wine, you should start at like a certain level before you can get to the advanced you level? as far as sausage items sausage, and this yeah. and that, uh, break it down to categories, you know? Um, you know, snack stick or, or snack items. You know, your snacks, I made snack sticks this morning, in fact, uh, pepperoni snack sticks. Um, um, you know, snack sticks, summer sausage, some of the salamis we do, um, uh, you know, the snack on beef jerkies, you know, uh, whether it be restructured or, or whole muscle or whatever. So kind of break it down in that first and then kind of explore through it. And then you go up to say liver products. And then, you know, and, and believe it or not, people say, well, I don't like liver worse. That sounds horrible. You ain't tried mine, baby. And I'm serious about that. You know, it just sounds horrible. Liver worse. Liver worst sounds but Well, that's just like whole gift cheese. In, in Cajun French, we call it fromage de terre cochon. That's how you say it. Fromage de terre cochon. That sounds a hell of a lot better than whole gift cheese, don't it? <laughs> I mean, just eat it. That, that's good. You, know? you, you see what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, start with things, or start with regions. You know, go oh, that route. That's a good Do idea. Do your German sausages, or your East, Eastern German, your Western German, your Ukrainian, your Russian. I mean, it, it's you can go on and on and on forever. You know, in Germany alone, there are over fifteen hundred different types of sausage products, and I mean, these people are serious about it. If they're EU protected, that would mean like in Nuremberg. Germany, if I may be saying this wrong, but I'm almost positive I'm right. In Nuremberg, Germany, you can make Nuremberg bratwurst, but you can't make it out of that region. Mm -hmm. It has to be made there. And it's got to be in a certain size casing, has to be the seasoning, has to be correct, because they send people in, they're inspectors, I, I guess, you know, tell you how to make it, uh, or tell you what you have to have in it. So they're very, very, uh, um, you know, serious about that. Um, I like the idea of like going regional and just picking a country and kind of exploring through that and right. seeing where you want to go. That's it. That's it. And, uh, uh, you know, here in New Orleans area, you know, being a port city from just the history, you know, 300 years back, you got people here from all over the world, you know, all over everything. So you, I can sell items here that Hoshmacher Lieberwurst, mm -hmm. I can sell that here. But could you imagine me going to Thibodeau, Louisiana, trying to sell that? <laughs> they say, well, well what? We can, if we can't spell it, we ain't gonna eat it. Yeah. You gotta change the name of it. <laughs> you gotta change the name of that. And uh, if you, then, of course, if you get past Boudin, or Boudin and uh, Glaton, Cracklins, and, and this and that, you, you kind of push it. But, um, you know, Daddy always told me, my father, he said, you know, never, don't get too far away from home. And what I'm saying, don't move way off. I think everybody should move way off sometime in your life to experience other things. I'm talking about flavors. You know, don't, you can explore a little bit, but 
I don't stray too much off, you know, I see a lot of the chefs and they'll, they call it fusion and this and that with the cage. Well, uh, that's not, we don't do that. You know, we kind of stick to our roots, you know, and that's the way it goes, you know. And I think that's important too, you know, so. I, I agree. I, and I think it's, you know, it's true to who we are and it's true to what we do. And it's, it's fun to explore and be inspired and right. kind of change. But I, I too find myself constantly pulled back to, but this is the way that my mama did it. That's it. <laughs> that, that's totally it. That's totally it. And, uh, you know, uh, like that award last week, that's, uh, that, that's, I will have to say in, in, the, in the meat industry, that's big cheese right there. It, it really is. And uh, that, that it, it, I couldn't have had a better birthday present than last Saturday taking the grand champion on that one. I'm, I'm still happy about it. <laughs> well, I'm so proud of you. And this was awesome. Mm -hmm. I know that you're at the Lafreniere Farmer's Market. Right. Um, Louisiana Craft Butchers is there with an assortment of things. And um, you know. let, let me give you a phone number. You can call us. We do ship. So um, call us and uh, we'll get you, uh, uh, Carrie will get you all the information you need. So it's 504 466 9788. And uh, we offer a lot of different items. And uh, just call us and she will e email you the. Uh, Priceless what we had that week because we we kind of change around you know changing things and this and or we may be out of a certain thing you know so but uh, no. awesome well I love it for everybody out there we've been talking to Dan Robert with Louisiana Craft Butchers talking all things Andouille mm -hmm. and South Louisiana and more uh, make sure you check them out at the Lafreniere's Farmers Market give them a call place an order and Dan we're going to keep an eye on everything that you're doing we so got we can some big stuff coming up awesome this, this next year coming all big, right big big thanks well we'll get you back on the show for those of you who've been listening to WRBH radio 88.3 FM this is your host of Dinner Party with Chef Amy Sins. I'm Chef Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao.